0: Greetings, cyberspace and welcome to episode two fifty eight of the double density podcast with your host bernie angelo double nc is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers now first things first angelo this episode is all about friendship are you ready to talk about friends uh who make money with each other friends who like to hang out friends who are you know um f- you know um special what's the word you like to use
1: all the time for uh it's not hucksters what's the other one I mean, they're hucksters, grifters. grifters, grifters, that's the word you like to use. And I, I feel like Art Bell, who, uh, what you're seeing on your podcast player, is that we're going to be doing another Coast to Coast AM thing. And Art Bell has lots of friends, and a few of them are in this episode. One of them who may be hidden.
0: <laughs> One of them who is hidden, but we there's several theories about it. Yeah, so we're doing our eighth entry into our revisiting Coast to Coast AM series, and this... Month we're doing Coast to Coast AM from May 23rd, 1997. Now, the reason why this is an infamous episode is because, um, I don't want to talk about him, but I think we have to talk about him. Sean, David, Morn, Warren, we've talked about him before. To those who don't know who he is, he is a man who likes to predict things. He had a hugely successful quote-unquote newsletter called the Delphi, uh, the Delphine Associates newsletter. Um, he made financial predictions and things like that. And he, uh, I think the last time we mentioned is because he went to jail. He went to prison. Yeah he,
1: he, yeah, yeah, he financially predicted himself into prison. And he considers himself a prophet, which uh, that yeah, sort of gets himself into hot water with that as well. And he's not a, like, I mean, I first came across him listening to the Paracast many, many years ago. Like, it's almost going on like 20 years ago, probably at this point, right? Because that's like back to 2006 or so. And he came across as sleazy back then. And he comes across sleazy uh, earlier, I guess. This is in 1997. And now we know he was sleazy because he's, is he still in prison? Probably. We haven't looked Uh, it up. I don't know if he was really Do you really want to check that? Who cares about him? He's not. I'm doing okay, it right you're now. You're doing Hold it on. right now. Perfect. Doing it I'll live do it right now. Doing I'm using it the internet.
0: All right. Uh, ch- 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 he was uh, released in okay, 2021.
1: I, I guess he saw that coming.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the other reason why this is an infamous episode, or the main reason why, is because of a man named Victor. A man named Victor who claims to have taken footage from Area 51. Oh, Angela and I are both wearing our, our hoodies. Up. Our hoodie. Yeah, up.
1: I, I put mine on because you had your hoodie, but you don't have over-the-ear headphones so it causes less trouble i do not know i I took mine off again
0: no yeah exactly but yeah so this man victor pseudonym victor uh claims to have taken ufo footage or rather alien footage of an alien interview his coast-to-coast appearance was his only um source his only like media interview that he would be doing at that time
1: yeah and the thing with this episode is that you gave me a companion video to watch as well
0: Oh, it is incredible,
1: isn't and it? And we're going to be talking about two, right? So this is not just a coast-to-coast Coast episode. It's I feel like this is a coast-to-coast Coast episode, but to talk about Victor and the whole reason why he ended up on coast-to-coast. Coast.
0: Yeah. So if you want to head into the show notes after you've done this episode, obviously, you can actually uh, watch the... Um, so originally, the documentary, quote-unquote, was an hour long, and then it was reissued on, on DVD in 2008 with an extra half hour with this so-called Victor person. And we'll talk about that later. But all that to say... Uh, there's a lot here. Okay, so let us start with the beginning of the episode, right? So I'm going to drop in a um a clip, a lengthy clip of who Sean David Morton is here
2: and Art Bell introducing him. My guests are going to be Sean David Morton, who is, you know, I'll let him describe himself here in a moment, but he's an investigator. He is a prophet. He is a fascinating individual who knows a lot about Area 51. Now, that's going to lead directly into sort of a joint interview of Victor, the mysterious Victor. Uh, Victor allegedly uh, smuggled a, a video out of Area 51, no small feat, of an interrogation. I wonder if that's the right question. Um, an interview. An, an, hmm. Either it was an interview or an interrogation. According to Whitley Strieber, who saw the entire video, it was uh, a not very gentle interrogation of this alien. Angelo. Sean David Morton is a prophet.
1: I feel like Art is sort of buying into what he's selling, though. And it kind of bothers me because I usually feel like Art can smell the BS from these people, but I guess not really because he's kind of sort of in bed with Sean David Morton
0: in a way in bed with yes that's what i mean perhaps um and obviously like all of these things are alleged right but this is the thing that uh, angelo and i are piecing together here on the episode um that you know there's there's some some lies well lots of lies lies. there's There's
1: also some quaintness to this episode because art keeps reiterating how not everybody listening can get on the internet and come to think of it i wasn't really on the internet I I just was getting on the internet in 1997. I'm not sure if May 23rd, which is the date of this of this episode, I was actually on the internet at home yet. I'd used the internet at school and stuff, but I didn't necessarily have it at home just yet.
0: Right. So, to that being said, though, you didn't see the pictures posted on ArtBell.com. No, this time. I don't know that all, it existed. No. Yet moved so on. Although
1: yeah. it seems quaint, and you'd think, oh, it's because it's all older listeners and stuff. Like the internet was really not mainstream just yet.
0: No, it was not. It was on its way, though. And uh, that's part of the appeal of this, right? So um, Sean David Morton starts talking about some of his prophecies and things that he has foreseen, allegedly, um, despite the fact that he didn't write anything down prior to this, including a a very interesting story about an astronaut.
1: Yeah, apparently his family knew Gus Grissom, and he's the astronaut who tragically died in a fire during the Saturn mission trials, right? They were getting all that stuff ready and... It was a horrible test accident.
0: Yeah, and apparently Sean Dean more dreamt prior to his death that Gus Grissom had died in a yeah. dream and uh, had always known that. He also is like a very big predictor of like different like um, ecological disasters, things like earthquakes. And then he has like a whole conspiracy about earthquakes too, which is just yeah, exhausting. He's,
1: he's big into maps, right? Like he gets all his energy from the maps, the big map energy, as one would call it. <laughs>
0: It's true. It's true. It's big map energy right there. Um, so then, yeah, so the uh, art gives a plug yeah, to my gold. Uh,
1: with with the conspiracies, though, like, I feel like art is hanging on every word. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. But what about this earthquake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, yeah, he tells us to get some gold.
0: Okay, so remember, and I think that we've talked about this before, right? Art, the radio host, and Art, the showman are two slightly different people, right? The Venn diagram is pretty close together. But I do feel in this instance, Art, the, the storyteller, the showman is uh, in the front seat of this. Yeah,
1: movie. he's he's really wanting to get people to kind of enjoy this. This is, I feel like this is the entertainment side
0: of Coast to Coast AM. Oh, for sure. For sure. And also maybe a lucrative yeah, side, we'll, but we'll hmm. talk about that afterwards. So then they launch into Sean David Morton describing the uh, video that he had seen that they're talking about on the quote-unquote documentary Area 51 Alien interview, um, which was uh, put out by Rocket Productions, but not really because it was actually like um, an outfit called Vegas 7 Entertainment, which put it actually together, which is a bit of a weird distinction to make that never comes up during the the interview. But um, Sean David Morton describes the first photograph.
3: All right. Very specifically, uh, the photographs that were released exclusively at first to your website through Rocket Video. Are of two minutes and 55 seconds of a piece of video that appears to show a two men, one in a military uniform and another one in civilian clothes, sitting with their backs to the camera, with the camera looking through a, a pane of glass, very much like you would have in any sort of interrogation room. And at the end of a relatively long table, you see a preacher. This creature seems to the, the table comes up to about the middle of its chest. The creature seems to be relatively small, probably about uh, I would say about three and a half feet tall. It has a very very large bulbous head with sort of pinkish beige skin,
4: mm-hmm.
3: very very large almond shaped jet black eyes, no nose with a very long extended chin with a mouth at the in the middle of this chin. Now. It seems to be wearing a grayish tunic of some kind that comes up to the the top of the neck. You don't actually see the creature's arms in the video.
0: And describes the second photograph.
3: So the second photo that was released on your website actually shows these two doctors as the creature's mouth is open, as as it's actually gasping for air, having the seizure. The doctor on the left takes a, what appears to be a piece of gauze And begins to wipe the creature's mouth, whereas the doctor on the right puts his finger into the creature's mouth and clears the air passage, then pulls out a, what appears to be a a pen light, and looks first in the creature's eye, and then away, and then in the creature's eye, and then away, and then looks in what appears to be the creature's nose and mouth, puts the pen light back in his pocket, and begins cradling the creature's head.
0: And so the two stills, of course, are over on ArtBell.com. Obviously not anymore, but 1997, if you go to Wayback Machine, unfortunately, all of the picture files are that's unfortunate so you can't see those, but because i go to go take a look but um they are stills from the video which of course you can find the uh full-length documentary uh, and I, I use the word documentary very loosely over in the show notes he's
1: sort of really excited about this creature and how it moves and uh yeah it moves it definitely moves it, it was moves like a puppet like a puppet And in this in the same documentary, like to their credit, they have a few people literally debunking the video in the credit, especially and it's funny because the people that believe the video is real in the video are who you would think would buy into it. And the people who discredit it are the ones with actual credits to their name of
0: being experts in this field and say, no, 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 it's a puppet. Like it moves like a puppet. So let us talk about the, uh, probably the most famous person in the entire video, which is Rick Baker, right? Who has done uh, makeup and countless huge Oscar award winning. This is clearly a fake. Yes. And so I, my first question is like, how did they manage to land Rick Baker to go look at this? And it, it literally looks like they just put him in a room, showed him the two and a half minute video, which is what the actual um, silent alien quote unquote interview is. And then he calls it. He's like, yeah, this is, this is fake. There's no way this is real. And then that's it if you've watched the video or
1: i i would say like maybe pause the episode and go just kind of scroll through the video until you see the alien part and just kind of watch the video quickly it's it's not even a minute it's 2 minutes maybe i don't know it's it's yeah, really short happens, yeah. and you'll see what we mean it's it's it's, it's bobbing, bobbing up and, up and down yeah. it looks like it's a set made specifically for puppets because it's completely black
0: well i mean like you, you we have to talk about yeah, the setup for first, sure. here, Angela, before we go too yeah, far into the, the documentary you always do this I you always love excited. to jump the gun this is exciting <laughs> stuff this is i live for
1: these great coast-to-coast episodes
0: <laughs> so uh next up sean david morton talks about uh agent bob dean i don't know who agent bob dean is in the grand scheme of things but here it is
3: major bob dean who was a, a former commander for shape saw the video and it made him cry he thought that uh uh, it was a you know a horrible injustice. Uh, the, the conditions that this creature was in. Isn't he? Isn't he talking about Robert Dean though? Who's in
1: the video? The UFO guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, with the, the hair. long hair. He was a uh, he was in the military. I think in the military, and that well, gives him some yeah, gravitas, like XV, right? Like, but he's yeah. he's yeah, he's a full on hardcore
0: believer. And so, uh, talking about kayfabe, right? So, Angela, how do you define kayfabe to an audience who does not know wrestling terms?
1: Well, kayfabe is your persona in wrestling, right? You don't want to break kayfabe. Uh, and what's the other one though? Like when you break kayfabe, it's it's when you're you're like talking real. You're going to shoot. Thank you. I could. I just couldn't remember the, the yes. terminology. And and in the eighties, right? Like if you watch uh, the dark side of wrestling, they always talk about how. These people never broke kayfabe, even though when they went to restaurants and stuff, they couldn't because they had to maintain the persona. And that's why John Stossel got punched in the face, right? Like they had, yeah, <laughs> they Dr. had D, to maintain yeah. the persona. That's not the same thing anymore, right? Like everybody realizes they're they're actors that are extremely athletic and wrestling is fake in terms of the outcome being predicted most of the time, but not fake in what they do.
0: No, uh, though I do feel if we were to apply the concept of kayfabe, the the, the faked agreement, right, of fiction to this entire thing, it starts starts making a little more sense. So, for example, like here's Sean David Morning cutting a wrestling promo uh, on Willie Strieber.
3: <laughs> Whitley Strieber had an odd reaction. We actually offered to show Whitley the video originally so that he could be on the uh, uh, the home videotape that they're releasing, and he refused. And then when Strange Universe was released, uh, uh, a small five-second clip of the video, um, Whitley then agreed, since he was going to be on television, I guess. Uh... So,
0: yeah, apparently Whitley Strieber, and you can confirm this by watching the documentary, uh, shows up in, like, pixelated form and also did not agree to be on video, which was, like, very I, strange I to I me. I totally
1: didn't get that because for a second it made me think, wait, has Whitley Strieber never shown his face? And then I quickly Googled him and his face is all over the no, place. No, of course like, not. Yeah, He's done
4: countless his, his interviews. picture's
1: on the book jacket, so I thought it was extraordinarily odd that they were just showing a... First of all, it wasn't a great picture anyway, and they were pixelating it.
0: Yeah, which was just even stranger because, like, you could still use someone's likeness in a documentary, uh, if it was, in fact, a documentary, right? Uh, so then, uh, Sean David Morton also describes <laughs> some of the alien creatures' Eesh. looks.
3: Many of the people I, I, I've i interviewed and spoken to out of Area 51... Have described these gourd headed creatures that they have very long chins. That the nickname, one of the nicknames for them out at Area 51 was supposed to be the Gourd Heads or the Gordos because they had these very, very long chins. Gourd Heads.
0: And then he also <sighs> says another race kind of looked Chinese. Just some casual racism right there. Shocked coming from uh, Sean David Morton. Uh,
3: another race that they claimed was sort of had a flat head, um, very, very strong and muscular, like wrestlers. Uh, about four and a half to five feet tall, looking very Chinese, actually.
0: I know, I know. Uh, And then he also says if this video turns out to be true, which is interesting, because let's be honest, he knows it's not true, uh, then this is a huge confirmation, right? This could be the biggest thing in the universe.
3: Eyewitness experiences with these creatures, you know, specifically at Area 51, claiming that they were there and that they were under the care of the military or they were helping or assisting us, that um, if this man, Victor, and this video turns out to be genuine and turns out to be real, I, I mean, it's certainly a... A milestone of a lot of uh confirmation
1: of uh what's going on i mean go- i mean he talks about the alien autopsy video as well which so i i guess both are are fake correct
0: <laughs> yes both are fake yeah the ray santilli uh, it, um alien autopsy video is definitely fake we've talked about this before and then uh the obviously i i think that this one is the faker of the two. If we were to really sit down try to figure out which of these aesthetically is the the least convincing, this one yeah, wins. Yeah, and I
1: remember right? coming across this, people talking about this in forums and stuff and I had never seen it and when I finally was able to find it on YouTube and, and prior to this, like, but this was a good 10, 15 years ago, thinking to myself, that looks really dumb. It really... Especially when the alien starts choking and stuff, right? Like, it, it all looks so fake and I agree with you. I think, although... Sean David Morton isn't convinced that it's the faker of the two. Uh, it really is, and I think it's because he's yeah.
0: Like if you go watch the Alien and video, which we've talked about before, like there's there's more of a semblance of like internal logic going on in the in the in the video, right? So I think at least there that that makes sense, right? And you know, this is the thing. Uh, both of these are definitely Ooh. fake, <laughs> like clearly. But uh, the faker of the two is the subject of tonight. I episode.
1: I'd like to hear actually if anybody listening to this episode right now go to. DoubleDensity.net. fill out our content form and message us and say you know what you guys are wrong i'm sure these are real or one of them is real for such and such a reason explain it to us and we will yeah. be glad to discuss it on 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 the next episode if you if you get it in on time
0: that is correct yeah it, it makes us feel like we're uh on a television show or like one of those kids promos where they're like you have to mail in the card to get the the Coupon to get the five bucks off before this. Now, date. Brian, it
1: wouldn't be a uh, coast to coast uh, episode review without bringing up Dick Hoagland. This
0: okay? So, Richard C. Hoagland, of course, friend of coast to coast, M. Famed uh, science man, famed. Not so much, um, but like I said, like all the, the friendship. Friendship is here tonight. Is alive in this episode when all of the friends get brought up. Right? So we have Sean David Morton. We've got tricky Dick Hoagland. We've got. Well, Whitley Streeper. Uh and then also later on yeah, Bal Bazaar. So just this the Cinematic Universe is building here. But yes, Dick Hoagland, Richard C. Hoagland, the greatest hair in all of Ufology yeah, gets brought
1: Because up. in the context of the STS 48 mission, and then Art brings up the STS eighty video, which no, has not been released. Remember, like these videos now are easily available online for you to go look at. STS forty eight, STS eighty. I actually looked at STS eighty today, and I put uh, the I'll put the video in the show notes. But these are the sort of semi famous videos, and I remember watching them somewhere. I think it was some sort of show on Fox. Probably it was always Fox that had these things, and it showed footage from a shuttle mission where you see explosions and. Th- Things shooting across the screen and looking like something gets shot from Earth attacking said thing that shoots across the screen. The STS-81, the the crazy stuff that uh, Richard Hoagland said was in it, is basically uh, looks like things flying in formation. All these things have been debunked as ice crystals and... I think I'll trust the astronauts unless they have something to hide, which if they did have something to hide, they wouldn't release these videos for the public to see clearly that there's like aliens attacking us. I'm pretty sure it's not aliens, (laughs) right? Like what's the worst conspiracy ever is when you show the video and then say, no, 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 it's not. It's like it's it's ice particles like they wouldn't feel so confident. They just wouldn't release the tape.
0: That is correct, yeah. They, they, if there's any semblance... And, like, that kind of falls into the mythos of, of Victor, right? This man who... Uh, and, you know, he uh, is showing up at the episode right here. So I'm going to drop the, the first clip here about Victor,
2: the alleged Area 51 um, employee who smuggled somebody out. He's very angry. Uh, here we go, I think. Uh, let's see if we've got Victor on the line. Victor, are you there? I'm here. Uh, welcome to the program, Victor.
4: Yes, I think... with the telephone number. Can I ask you who is at your studio at this
0: time? So he is mad that uh, Sean David Morton and or Art Bell gave him the wrong number. He's mad that Sean David Morton did not describe how Victor got the tape out of the Area 51 properly in his Adelphi and Associates newsletter, which is just like a weird inside baseball thing to mention right off the bat. He's just angry, right? And the idea here is if Victor were a true threat, right, to... Uh, the current ecosystem in the world. He would have been eliminated far before this had been the case. Far before he had shown up on the episode. Far before he had shot these. Uh, this like documentary. I think that
1: if there's one word to describe Victor, it's salty.
0: I love that word. I love that description so much. Because when you listen to the episode, he multiple times says that he does not want to answer certain questions. That this was out of Not balance. agreed upon. And which is a huge thing it was just
1: so weird and brian like as i thought about this and i I think i have this later in our show notes but as i thought of it is victor the alien he doesn't understand their human ways
0: (laughs) no he he at one point um and i think i got this later on in one of the clips but he uh gets mystified by the fact that they have to hold for news at the top of the hour for local he's never heard the radio He's never heard the radio, yet he'll get angry about something in a newsletter, which is very confusing to me. And then he also gets, um, God, yeah. Anyways, so let's continue chronologically, right? So Victor reveals this following tidbit of Area 51.
4: Area 51 is now defunct as an operating location for, for the government's alien program. All right. And this process has been ongoing since 1991.
0: So Area 51 is no longer the home of the Alien Human Project.
1: No, it's it's what it has actually always been used for, and that's for secret government. Yeah, exactly. Experimental and, and that's what it's always been. Everybody knows that the the aliens have never been there. They're at Nellis Air Base.
0: Uh, so, art starts pressing him uh, like within like five is five-ish minutes of, of Victor joining So he starts asking questions. How does one get to Area Fifty One? How long was the alien on the base before it was being filmed? So uh, Victor says twenty months, and then uh, the alien apparently was like, or the EBE as they love to call it, uh, was brought in, in nineteen eighty-nine. The tape is from January nineteen ninety-one. So apparently, the alien and his craft were shot down. But Victor suggests that maybe the alien wanted to be shot down. I don't
1: understand that line of thinking, but I don't understand anything. Why don't yeah, just I, I don't understand anything with Victor. That's the problem. Now, now, what I do understand is that he's is he not a he's not a fan of Whitley Streber? Like he, he he, I feel like he's Stryber, yeah, he you mean? passively aggressively, passive aggressively mispronounces Strieber's name. Yes,
4: uh, which we'll hear right here. So that that was another statement that uh, Mr. Uh, fever stryber, uh, uh, stryber, stryber, made uh, on your program that... Uh...
0: So, Angelo, you asked me in the show, in the show notes, in the doc, is Art in on this farce? And here's the truth, Angelo, and this is where we're at right now. This episode of Coast to Coast AM is perhaps the most incredible, interactive infomercial of the 1990s. Think about it for a sec, right? Because this whole episode is plainly designed to push the idea that you need to order this VHS tape, that you need to see this alien evidence, that you need to see this um, weird bobbly puppet kind of move around, that you want to hear from the specialists, you want to hear from the experts. The only way to do that is by ordering this tape. This tape conveniently also features Sean David Morton. It also features uh, Whitley Strieber, as we said, in Pixelated, uh, Robert Dean with the hair, um... And then uh, using the clip of this episode in the documentary. I just too, saw an orb which was fly very around
1: your, your, your room, Brian. I just saw an orb. I seriously sure orb? just saw an orb. Or it might have been headlights from outside. One or the other. Now, it's Brian, our supplies limited. To... Do we have to order now? Do we they get are... two tapes to order within the next half hour? <laughs> I always wondered how that worked as a kid because those commercials constantly aired. It's a lie. How do you order? Like, don't... like. If the commercial's airing somewhere else, don't they know that it's always within the next half hour? It's always a lie. Everything's a lie, and everything's
0: a way to get and make a buck. So, Art asks if these aliens are dead. I can't remember if it's Art or Sean David Morton. One of the two asks if the aliens are dead, and here's the answer.
4: Do you now know him to be dead? I bel- I now believe very strongly that the alien is dead. I I would... Go so far as to say that all of the beings in the government's possession are now dead.
0: So, I mean, technically the aliens are dead because these aliens never existed, right? So by definition, they are not alive. How would you feel, though, if it comes out that this thing's
1: real and just aliens sort of look like puppets?
0: That's the weird thought I had earlier today when I rewatched the... Uh, Area 51 Alien Interview uh, tape because I had I had downloaded it, the original version, years and years and years ago. And uh, I was watching it again. I was like, w- w- it'd be kind of like highly ironic that like the most mundane set-up, fake piece of documentary would actually turn out to be real. Like some random YouTube documentary that got posted in like 2015 is actually the truth. Well, I mean, they always look, like, the, they the always look like
1: puppets. Even the ones that peek in through the, winch, the window in your house.
0: Oh, Batman, Stan and Rumble. Those okay. are
1: puppets too. Or they look like puppets. That's why. They're aliens. They're puppets. Puppet aliens.
0: So as you mentioned before, Angelo, it was – it's shot really oddly, right? So the actual alien interview itself is very dark. There's apparently – and I only realized this later when uh, during the, the actual documentary. But there is like a heartbeat monitor that shows in a green at the that bottom. Was, yeah. When I, I thought it was talking. like
1: a laser pointer at one point.
0: Yeah, and it's just very dark, except for the alien's head being kind of, like, glowy a bit. And some of the detractors have said, see, like, it can't be a puppet. The eyes are moving. But if you watch close enough, as I did, at, like, 0.5 speed, it's not that the eyes are moving. It's that the light sources are so shitty that when the eyes move, when the puppet moves, the light source follows it. Yeah, and
1: it just, like, (laughs) every time I see the alien, like, cough and gag, it just... It, I picture somebody pretending for a puppet to cough and gag. It really looks exactly like that.
0: <sighs> All right, so these aliens, how do they play into the uh, idea of the human race?
2: Well, okay, let me try this. Um, it, you're, what, what you're saying might lead some to believe that they are, in fact, the architect of the human race. Is that
4: without the architect? Is not a term I would use, but but in, in the sense that you mean it, I believe I would I would agree.
1: Yes, are they are are they the architects?
0: They are the architects, allegedly. That is a weird statement to make about aliens who apparently like don't communicate. So that's the weird thing about this is they say that the alien race that you know was shot or the alien craft that was like willingly shot down um, uh, tends to communicate. Philosophies better than actual words, better than like concrete sentences. So I thought that was a very interesting take on theism as seen through the lens of a willingly shot down alien spacecraft. And it's does orbit.
1: this line of reasoning work well with what Whitley Stryber, uh pronounces about aliens. I mean, sure, uh, I guess it's it's just it's because you know, like later on, not long after that statement, is that Victor explains how he feels that like Whitley's like really really smart and stuff
4: on uh, on your own show the uh, with Whitley' Streber, there was something he said that that um, uh, struck me so so singularly that I that I wrote it down as a matter of fact I have it here on a on a scrap of paper he said this is the face that mankind is turning to this other world and I suppose to some extent that was my motive for for uh,
0: attempting to place this before the public, and then of course chronologically, as we were talking about before, uh, Victor gets annoyed at Art for Art announcing that he has to stay at the top of the hour, and it's like this faked outrage the entire time that you listen to that also comes up really, really. Apparently, um, it's really apparent at the the tail end of the 2000 update of the documentary Ooh. where it's just a man in a mask. Is in he a car
1: wearing a, Rums- a Rumsfeld mask?
0: It looked like it, right? I couldn't tell what it was, but yeah, it just—it felt really odd that he was so angry the entire time about this. The, right? the
1: thing is, so he wears a mask there, but in the original video, is he is he not is that not him talking? Right? Because if it was him, that's not a really good way of hiding yourself, because he's just a dude with a beard, and it's kind of you see the shape of his head. Anybody working there, if he actually worked there, would probably be able to tell he was, unless all the dudes looked like that.
0: Yeah, it was a very odd way of of trying to to hide something, right? Uh, really, uh, did not work out well. So then, uh, Art asks Victor to describe Groom Lake, the S four facilities, right, the entirety of Area Fifty One, and then they get kind of into
2: some of the uh, the weeds. And then, of course, we talk about Bob Lazar. Can you confirm the Bob Lazar story as basically accurate?
4: Uh, I um, what what is the Bob? The Bob. La- Bob- I, I, I have heard a number of...
2: Uh, um, All right, I, uh, Victor, I have interviewed Bob Lazar. He basically contends that over a period of time he worked on several craft at Area S-4. Yes. Uh, and you would you confirm that much? I will
4: not confirm that Robert Lazar worked on these craft, but I believe that his information is largely correct.
0: He uh, confirms that – he can't confirm – and he calls him Robert. He cannot confirm whether Robert Lazar worked on these crafts, but he can confirm that there are crafts there. Do
1: you feel like Victor tries to basically be like – almost like a a fake official-sounding person by saying things like Robert Lazar and and just the way he carries himself as to these were not the agreed-upon questions and all that garbage?
0: Yeah. I I feel like there's a fake air of like I said before like this like righteous anger but also yeah I agree with the the idea of of being in the know right this person who is an officious uh, kind of person wanting to talk about these things. And of course we talk about someone else that we haven't really talked a lot about um here on WSC someone I'm I'm dying to do a deep dive on because there's so much weird stuff out there. Uh John Lear, right? Of the famed Lear Jet family.
1: That always blows my mind because I, I, I kind of forget that he is part of that.
0: Yes. And also, like, was friendly with Bill Cooper. That is always not a good thing. No. <laughs> so I feel like we're going to dedicate our own episode to him very soon, I think, because of the fact that, like, it's it's a weird hodgepodge of, like, very interesting scientific stuff and then, like, very out there weird alien stuff together.
1: Yeah, he's he's a bit of, like, a, a weird character and that he the stuff he believes is not just out there it's like really out
0: there it's like two steps away i think it's two yeah. steps outside right i'd say as a starting as a starting point if you want to go read i think it's his wikipedia it has like a pretty extensive list of like weird things he's he's into so if you want to go ahead over there uh you know what, okay, i'll drop in not? the show notes Do it. so that way it's easier so uh, uh, talk to me about art asking Victor, what a weird food.
1: question because he comes he asks if victor was fed while working there but i mean I, I would, it's hard to imagine, right? But like Area 51, regardless of what it, they actually do there, there's probably a cafeteria there for them to buy food. Or maybe it's like a Google type thing where food is given to them for free and they could just eat whatever they want. I doubt it, though. It's like a military installation. So it's probably a, like
0: it is military, but you have to be flown out. Like You can't really go to your job, right? Because it's well documented that they for a while in the nineties they were yeah, flown. Yeah, so out, so right? so
1: of course Victor is is actually kind of excited about this question, even though it wasn't not a, a agree, agreed upon question. Uh, but then he he kind of like stops answering it because he said that would reveal something about him if he tells the story that he was going to tell. But it's a trust me, it's a really good story, but I can't tell it. But then he starts talking about dumb waiters, which it, I don't understand what's going on here. Everything's, it's it is all these- dumbwaiters because I guess the food comes from the aliens in the tunnels.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the tunnels. And then Victor uh, makes this claim, too, about uh, his speaking engagements.
2: All right, Victor, um, we are at the bottom of the hour, and if you wish to stay, we'd love to have you. Oh, uh, are, are we going away for uh, several minutes? Several minutes, yes.
4: Well, possibly I'll stay a little longer, but I, I, I must uh, go Good, off.
2: you're doing very well. I, I understand. We'll try and Well, my
4: it. my feeling is that this is perhaps my last public uh, statement. So I
2: understand, so we should make it a good one. Stay right there. Uh, my guests, Victor and Sean
0: David Morgan. Angela, and this is where you asked in the show and Victor is the alien. I don't know, man. I don't friggin' know. I I want to believe that he's like learning the human ways, right? Yeah, I, and I think he
1: says multiple times that he's not going to do any speaking engagements, but he's done a few. Like, he's done in the video, he's done our bell show, and then he does the video again 10 years later.
0: Yeah, but I think that, like... Uh, well, he's not going to go on tour like, and talk gotta, about this stuff. Well, he's not going go to go on tour. He's not going go to other media outlets who already know what yeah, the story is, true. right? He doesn't want to... Like, this, this huge hoax, this alleged huge hoax, right? Because you and I haven't proven this in a court of law, but, like, Occam's Razor would suggest this is just a, a play by a couple of people who want to make it. Yeah, me. and...
1: Again, or... Like I said, Victor might be the alien because, like, now we're coming up to the point where he kind of gets really confused again about, uh, ask, like, he gets asked to stay and talk about, like, stay on and answer questions after. Like, it's really bizarre. He's just confused by this whole concept of radio and, and phone calls and, <laughs> and answering questions.
0: Moving on, this is the only true statement that Victor makes during the entire episode.
4: And by the way, I was speaking Morton uh, uh, during the commercial for a moment, uh, uh, he brought up the uh, the uh, the alien autopsy, which I I believe uh, in fact I I would say that I know has to
0: be a hoax. The alien autopsy video has to be faked. We talked about it before, but like obviously, what has come before, they've got to trash the competition, right? Because this is also in Definitely. market. it's
1: it's it's back of the like it's the us versus them mentality, right? Like it's how it was you know the console wars back then, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, Alien Autopsy versus Area 51 Yeah, alien the Alien interview. Inter-
1: Area 51 uh, Area 51 interview does what uh, the uh, autopsy don't. Uh,
0: so then, of course, the, in- in the important question of like, w-
2: w- Art asks Victor, what do you say to people who say this is a hoax? All right, Victor, then what do you say to the people who say this is a hoax? Uh,
4: I say that you're like to believe that uh, and I only hope that you study uh the video before you
1: uh, jump to that conclusion. They got to watch the video
0: first, Brian. Yeah, they got to make some money, Angelo, right? They got to make so some money. So important
1: you watch the video first. Of course, send this 1999 self-addressed stamped envelope to Pueblo, Colorado.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about yeah. your youth again, I see. But yeah, then of course, Art asks well, what would happen to Victor if they, yeah, right, the yeah, government yeah, found yeah. out. And, and he says, at worst, I'll be dead. Well,
1: he's no, not he dead. lives. Uh, but but at the end of the video, he makes it abundantly clear that nobody will be around here to do the 20th anniversary video. So
0: no, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that after, yeah.
1: 2017 is getting here real quick, so we're going to figure it out.
0: So then um, Art asks, why did you decide to give
2: this video to Rocket Pictures? Um, when you gave the tape, Victor, yes. to Rocket Video, yes. what was your motivation? Why did you,
4: why did you take this tape
2: to him? Did you want? Uh, well,
4: I, I took it to Rocket Video because I had, uh, I had decided that I wanted
0: money. Money, Angela. What a huge surprise! He wanted money.
1: It's such a. He's so weird. He's so, like he's on his high horse about revealing the aliens and how this is important to humankind but when asked this question how most people's like i'm not in it for the money i just want people to know the truth at least he was honest i'm in it for the money
0: yeah he then goes on to talk about how certain larger companies or organizations uh turned him down and were worried about Um, being ridiculed and then he makes this weird uh, aside about how fox had suffered some ridicule after the alien autopsy video airing which is just a strange thing to say um because that was a huge ratings hit right so you'd think media companies don't care about being ridiculed long they bring in the eyeballs
1: that's that's the whole point of tv back then anyway like now it's not the same thing right like everything's streaming nobody cares about broadcast television that much anymore so when's the last time you watched broadcast television in terms of, like, to watch a TV show or something.
0: Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, mean, I would still be living yeah. in my parents' place, so, like, 2007, wow. maybe, yeah. 2008. Crazy. <laughs> and then uh, that concludes the Victor portion of the episode. So he he hops off the call at the bottom of the hour. You actually hear the click in the phone. I don't know if you no, noticed No, I didn't, actually. The recording. Yeah, you could actually hear it hang up, right? And then <laughs> afterwards, Sean David Morton and Art start talking about uh, who this Victor could be. Or couldn't be.
1: It's so weird. Like, I didn't realize Art had a degree in voice uh, pattern analyzing.
2: And I'm not saying it is so, not even beginning to suggest that. But the halting voice pattern uh, with an occasional slight stutter uh, is extremely similar to the real voice pattern of Whitley Strieber. Now, I'm not saying it's Whitley Strieber. As a matter of fact, we can discuss with Sean reasons why it could not be. But it did, in fact, uh, sound very much like a Mr. Strieber's voice patterns.
0: This is the c to c the coast-to-coast, coast and cinematic universe. Art's calling in a special guest referee. He's calling in reverse speech specialist David John Orts.
1: Now, did you listen to this episode?
0: Uh, to I did that. not. I did not have the heart, the energy, or the care to listen so to that. So, Whitley
1: Strieber could be Victor, though.
0: So yeah, so <laughs> Art and Sean David Morton, uh, as they continue to say, it can't be Whitley because I've known producer slash director Jeff Broadstreet for years and he's a man of integrity. So this is Sean David Morton. If this were Whitley, then this would all be a scam. Interesting. Very interesting that he accidentally said the right thing. And Sean
1: David Morton, as you know, you can't scam a
0: scammer. No, you can't backscam a scammer, right? So Whitley says he didn't, as we mentioned before, didn't want to see the video or get into the theater to talk about it because Art said I invited Whitley to come talk about it. But the thing is you can't have two people um, using the same vo- voice modulation at the yeah, same time. Me,
1: you know what? Let me invite my twin brother Victor to be on the show.
0: <laughs> and then Sean David Morton says one of the stupidest things I've heard in the entire episode, which is a lot. He says that Victor and Whitley speak the same way because they both have contact <laughs> with aliens. And that is the reason why their voice patterns are so similar. That will happen when you get probed. So, yeah. So, Art and Sean David Morton saying that people will be arguing about Victor for years. And then, uh, of course, with no Victor, it's just a Sean David Morton episode. Who cares about what he has to say? Yeah, right?
1: we I did finish listening to the episode. There was some fun stuff. Yeah, like I mean, there were, but there was some fun stuff where like a religious dude calls in and calls him a fa- a false prophet, and uh, yeah, Rich and he, is the, the religious guy was really upset, like really annoyed. And then uh, another <laughs> caller asks him to like pin down some events by like the exact date. So like, I was really close with that one, and I was really close with that one. And Art was getting annoyed with the guy, but <laughs> seriously, like pin down some events. You're a prophet, like you getting something right. By 10... Like, it's going to rain in the next 10 days. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the documentary itself. So the original documentary is an hour. The reissued DVD documentary from 2008 is an hour and a half almost. Area 51 Alien Review um, has, like, a really funny structure. There's a lot of reenactments, which make me laugh, right? So they have the reenactments of... Um, uh, military personnel like bringing an alien into a military base uh, when they're talking about Roswell and things like that which made me laugh and then there's like all these like weird shots where they have the alien on the right hand side of the frame and then there's like a smoking military man and also like a weird old school tv with the image of the alien but it's not the actual video yeah it was
1: all odd and they actually interviewed the person that did all the makeup and stuff for that for those uh, yeah John Criswell yeah and he's part of the like the people that said Oh, well, you know, I think it's probably a puppet, but, oh, it's sometimes it doesn't move like a puppet. Like, it, you know, this is really good. Uh, what are the chances that he's the one who made that puppet?
0: 100%. Or, like, at least 98%. Um, so the video is hosted by a man named Stephen Williams, an actor who you might recognize from the X-Files as, like, the second cigar, cigarette-smoking man. Yeah, he's,
1: and he's been in a lot of stuff, actually.
0: He has, yeah. And so they invite a bunch of experts on. They invite David Adair. It's a uvologist who claims to have worked on reverse engineering alien ship. And, and he's driving a car yeah. while they interview him, Calm which down. is really interesting. It's in cool. black and white. Yeah. Uh, Robert Dean, as we talked about before, the long, ponytail man, Sean David Morton. And there's this amazing shot of establishing who Sean David Morton is where he's walking through a park. Yeah, I mean, this. there's some weird,
1: very 90s stuff in this video.
0: Yeah, they also view uh, Michael Hessman, who uh, – ha- I have the, the Roswell book that he uh, uh, published here somewhere that they actually show on the screen who talks about how he thinks it's real and there might be alien survivors perhaps from a uh, All desert. All these
1: guys think it's real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Whitley Strieber, not shown, uh, but they read quotes from him who says he think it's real and that he uh, feels the anguish of the aliens. Let me read
1: from this Whitley Strieber book right now. That's what they're doing in the video.
0: Oh, I was no, gonna answer from when i my went.
1: one copy of Communion yeah. that uh, our friend Rob sent us just to give you nightmares is upstairs.
0: <laughs> so you don't carry it around with you? No. No, okay. So they have someone else, uh, who we've talked about briefly before, Jim Tulatoso, who kind of um uh, poo-poos the idea of the um aliens sort of, because he is an image analyst, right? And so he is very confused that the tape was shot on video. Yeah, it's and he's actually like he's pretty sure that the tape was shot on film.
1: Yeah, it's like a weird thing and it, it's contradicting what Victor says, but then he kind of corrects himself and says maybe it was shot on video, like he was he there's a few yeah. things he points out where he's kind of unsure, but it's like a copy of a copy.
0: Yeah, and then as we mentioned before, uh, John Criswell, who uh, made the alien, uh, like, the man in the costume for the reenactments, which just makes me laugh because it looks literally like a leotard and with an yeah, alien he head saved, during the reenactment he saved scenes. he
1: good work for the puppet in the alien interview.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's this incredible reenactment shot where they open the door of this old school uh, car, and the alien head is, like, lying to the side because no, he's no not did. well. And there's, like, a lot is made about
1: the timestamp at the bottom. Yes. And it's all just dumb. It means nothing. It's just numbers.
0: I'm, I'm proud that you said that, Angela. Uh, I agree. Uh, there's no decoding what that means. No,
1: it's just random numbers put there to mess with people, like the Bible,
0: and people eat like it the up Bible, course.
1: like the numbers well, in the Bible.
0: Are you are we, are you doing a Vimish code here on me? You you cutting a promo Maybe. on Divinci code here on me?
1: I'm Robert Langdon. I'm a numerologist. What is he? <laughs> a, a symbologist or something? Like he's a he, yeah, he's exactly. got a PhD in
0: something that doesn't exist. There's like a six. There's a six month window after the the movie came out that like saw a huge surge in the demand. Yeah, for that I uh,
1: I did my art history degree because of that book.
0: Well, that's a whole other yeah. episode we need to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, we also mentioned Rick Baker, of course, who says unequivocally that this is a fake, and uh, that's the only voice I want to hear from.
1: Yeah, I mean, when the one voice of reason in the entire video says that, I think I'll go with that.
0: Yeah, and then there's also the producer, Tom Coleman, which I found very interesting because he's like, I didn't think I'd do this, but here I am. Uh, and uh, something interesting, of course, is that he helped produce 80s fare like Teen Wolf, like Garbage Pail Kids. Not the biggest man in the world, but uh, interesting ties about the idea of puppetry there.
1: Garbage Pail Kids, I forgot that was made into a movie.
0: It was. It's a, a, a card series made, made into a true. movie. Did you Did you start... Your treatment of uh, Pog the movie? Have you started writing Pog the movie? Up? It's
1: sitting on my hard drive waiting to be printed.
0: I'm so proud of you. Yeah, so there's a lot going on here. And I think the biggest question of all isn't whether or not Victor's human. It's who is Victor, right? So obviously, Whitley Streber is a frontrunner. He didn't appear in the documentary. Uh, Victor sounds like Whitley Streber, which is kind of funny.
1: I don't think we'll ever find this out if we haven't found it out at this point. It's thirty, almost 30 years on. No, almost. Yeah. yeah.
0: No. Some people say yeah. it's Bob Lazar. Some people say it's no, Bob Lazar. No, no, it's definitely not Bob Lazar.
1: Bob Lazar doesn't talk like that at all. I just thought... He does not, and he also doesn't look that I, I honestly... But if you want to
0: okay, head over to the... I
1: think the 10 years later person was played by somebody else, to be quite honest with you.
0: I agree with you. Also, if you want to head over to the Rational Wiki entry, Angelo, that I yes. sent you uh, in the show A lot notes. of expletives in that uh, Rational Wiki, uh, But then if you want to head towards the identity of Victor, I found this very interesting.
1: A Robert Dean.
0: Yeah, they're saying that it might be the guy with the long hair, Robert Dean, because the Victor shots in the Robert Dean photo have him wearing the same tie, practically. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, I don't know. I don't know. And also, like, uh, 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 he looks really weird in – so, Victor looks really weird in that, like, there's, like, bits of hair, like, sticking out, and it seems like they just tried to, like, tape down the hair.
1: That's that's some really good
0: detective work right there. Actual detective work. So, yeah. So, my conclusion on this, of course, is that a bunch of people, including Sean David Morton, allegedly wanted to make money. Allegedly decided this was a good move. Allegedly thought it was a very uh, low lift for a large potential. Got their friend Art yeah. on this. Art said, you know what? It's a good story. It's good radio. Not necessarily factual radio, of course, but good radio. And so, he agreed to bring Victor on. And, of course, now they're talking about it, God, like 20-plus t- years later. It's still, uh, it's still uh, 25, years. Yeah, we're, getting, actually, yeah, yeah
1: we're at 25. Um, and so, that's what we were talking about before, is that Victor, in his uh, return, talks about how he might not be around, though nobody might be around because of what he knows. Yeah, he loves talking yeah. about the end days. I mean, Rumsfeld, he's, he really went off on Rumsfeld, going and hiding in a bunker, and the end days are coming. I mean, I feel like everybody's been saying that for a very long time. I Okay, so I have a little anecdote here. The other night, my daughter and I were just on YouTube, just looking at stuff, and we came across a video from the BBC. I sent it to you on your iPhone, uh, internet device and talking about the internet in 1994. And it was amazing. Like whoever researched it did a really, really good job. And my daughter was laughing at some of the things, right? Because of talking about how fast the internet will be and all that. But then that same thing led us to a video from the sixties of kids in the sixties talking about how the world would be in 20 in the year 2000 Brian, most of them thought we would be living in a, an apocalyptic wasteland of atomic doom. All of them were concerned that the, the bombs would wrong. be dropping. Well, bombs didn't drop on everything, though, right? Like this was the height of the Cold War, so they were all nervous. So about so, what,
0: what if, what if our entire civilization is just in an altered state of consciousness right now? What if we are on a different plane of existence, right? That, like, there's an inflection point that happened maybe 20 years ago. You know, a Y two K actually did hit. We're all dead. We just Brian, you it. just wrote the Matrix. <laughs> yet another franchise that uh, because this uh quote unquote documentary was like made before that it would have surprised me any. like if this were made in the year 2000-2001 they would have included mention of the Matrix yeah the Matrix was
1: 99 right so like this is just yeah just yeah. about and I mean it, it, we've probably talked about it before but the Matrix blew people's minds back then yeah of course there was n-
0: I remember nothing the like theaters. it I don't know about you
1: I saw it in the theaters too right yeah There's, no oh, I didn't don't know
0: you tell me were you I working in the theater, in theater point? at that point
1: yeah and no, no, actually, I wasn't. Did I had left the theater. I was working at the Future Shop. Yes. Oh right,
0: of course. The infamous Future Shop where you bought all of your your that, that's discs in the past at a discount. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Angelo. Uh, yeah. So this this whole uh, subject here is, of course, uh, friendship. Friendship and money. Right. How do you how do you get the most out of your friends?
1: You uh, yeah. But make I, money. I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about this. But I'm really happy you chose
0: this one because this was a delight. It was probably one of the dumbest ones we've done so far in that. Like, it is so uh, nakedly fake. It's just,
1: it's Victor's fake outrage all the time on the video, both in in the 97 part, in the 2008 part, on Art's show. It's just, he's so outraged all the time. In the 2008 clip, he gets freaked out by the fact that there's a second cameraman there.
0: And he... Yeah. Despite them driving out into the desert together? That was together.
1: so odd. Everything was odd about that. It made no sense. I Okay, so when I no, was not. watching this, the thought came across in that this was just crappy fiction that was so crappy they had to make it into pretend
0: nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think making it to pretend nonfiction is much more
1: lucrative. Well, that's exactly. Right. Well, that's the thing. They couldn't sell it as fiction. So let's like, oh, let's pretend it's it's not. Yeah, so it's science fact, is what you're Exactly, saying. because yeah. they probably wanted to make a video, a movie about. You know, let's get Tom Hanks to play Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Tom Hanks would have been
0: cast. Ninety seven, right? yeah,
1: it was it was the height of Tom Hanks. Yeah, in this role, though, the height of Tom Hanks, he would have made gold with this.
0: The alien like would have been, been played
1: Smith by E. Like... T. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Uh, Grown-up E.T., though, yeah. right? Like, like post-child post, post child star years, like, has gone to rehab, has, yeah. like, come back, Definitely. is good to go. And it would E.T. have been
1: directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. That's my pitch. So they said For- no, so they decided to sell to Rocket Pictures and make it nonfiction.
0: I'm very curious to know, though, whether there is a grain of truth in what I you're mean, saying. It's not. In that, like, there is... E- a <laughs> Yeah. No, no. no I, uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe there is a fictional... Version zero. This, of this is less somewhere.
1: far-fetched than them trying to pass this off as Victor being not Whitley Strieber.
0: Yeah, Angela, thank you for taking this ride with me. I always appreciate these episodes, and uh, I always like I've listened to these things before, and I always forget how stupid they can be sometimes. Because I- sometimes there are some like very true. Chilling moments where you're like, "Oh, this is kind of weird. I don't feel yeah. good about this." Uh, in a like in an unsettling kind of like realistic kind of way, where I was like, "This is like all the way the other side, all the way no, the other side.
1: This was way. all full on ridiculous, and I liked the uh,
0: audiovisual. Well, here, here's the point to of this too. Yeah, here's something that I totally forgot to ask uh, or or bring up too, and it happens both during the actual interview portion of the documentary, quote unquote, as well as during the the art bell. Um, interview i'm pretty sure all these questions were prepared ahead of time and agreed upon ahead of time not agreed upon like oh victor's you know but like this is just radio drama yeah
1: this is exactly this was this is the fiction part of the non-fiction show this was like this is part of the script that they wrote
0: yes i a thousand percent agree that that was part of the script unfortunately slash fortunately our show though, is not scripted it is live off the cuff we uh come up with our own ideas and uh throw them out into the world and see what happens these episodes
1: yeah the and these episodes out. are really fun because it gives us something to riff on uh and i always say it it feels like time traveling right because now we are here in the future none of the stuff awful. that sean david morton predicted has come true none of the stuff that victor said would happen before the 20th anniversary of this videotape would happen none of that happened We're here. We're happy. More or less.
0: (laughs) Uh, Angela, as you mentioned before, if people want to reach out to us, let us know what they think about this episode or have any ideas for future coast-to-coast AM episodes. You can do so at doubledensity.net. Click on the contact form or you can find our email address over there, which is also doubledensitypodcast at gmail.com if you feel so inclined to email us. If not, you can find us over on socials, um, doubledensitypodcast over on Instagram. Same thing on threads and then same thing on the hell site. Uh, no, on the hell site, we're double inch short entity. I forgot. Um, but yeah, I have put up a couple of stills uh, from the documentary over on Instagram and on threads. And I hope that you feel good about them because they're really stupid looking. Maybe they're real. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this game with you, Angela.
1: No, uh, did I, I sent you and Rob earlier a screenshot of what my weather app said to me tonight.
0: Yes, the aliens aren't coming Yeah,
1: it against. said, don't worry, the aliens don't want to abduct you. So I feel better about that. Maybe I feel sort of sad that they don't want to abduct me. Is there something wrong with me? I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, there is something wrong with you. You just don't want to leave the house, which I feel would be an interesting way of deciding to abduct you. I think they'd be like, you know what, this guy stays at home a lot. I left the house to today.
1: Me. That's fine.
0: I wanted to sing Biff Naked's uh, I Love Myself oh. Today right there. You're cool. You're calm.
1: I don't know. The, I don't know the words. He's, he, he, no,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, can I do a quick, can I do a quick plug? I'm going to do a quick plug of for course. my new newsletter with my friend, John. It's a plug for our new newsletter, disturbed cult. So if you want to join, you can find that in the show notes. We're just talking about millennial stuff, you know, things that we've brought upon in the world. We are sorry about. Um, So we have our first piece up about self-published authors and how awful they can be uh, because John and I have both some firsthand experience about dealing with those. Um, And I'm not talking about people who like have a book and an editor and like do rewrites and things like that. I'm talking about people who just e-publish, for example, or decide to get their own on-demand printings up yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah if you want to head over to the show notes you can click on the disturbed cold link
1: you mentioned you're millennial right like but millennials now are just slowly becoming old
0: yeah and that's that's the part of the reason we are writing this too is we recognize that we also recognize that like there's a lot of stupid stuff in our wake um there might be a piece about the old show Mansers. do you remember no, Mansers? no okay um but yeah uh, to those who who know what Mansers is uh, I- let me know I'm very curious to hear your recollection. I think it's great
1: now seeing how you know, like, the uh, Gen Xers and Boomers were talking about how lazy and useless Millennials are were, and now Millennials are probably saying the same thing about Gen Z.
0: No, I think it's. They're, I think we're cooler.
1: I think they're we're cooler I with them. One hundred percent think that Millennials are cooler because they they grew up with the same stuff that Gen Zers grew up with, whereas uh, Gen Xers kind of like we're at the beginning of the internet, right? And Boomers are just like totally. Beyond that, but yeah, yeah. But life. anyway, nothing gets me yeah. more. You know me. Nothing gets me more upset about how people my age get annoyed by how crappy music is these days, even though they're completely wrong. <laughs> music always has crap. Music always has good, and
0: it's all that you just remember the good stuff. That's all the that's the problem, right? All right, uh my cat is really hungry. She's blasting at me. I don't even know. So, uh, no, okay. Well, you're lucky. You're lucky. I'm gonna go. Uh, it's true because you're yeah, alone solo you're alone brian i'm so don't get yeah. abducted Steph by aliens on business so i'm gonna feed the cat because she's very angry i thought i'd be able to feed her after this so this has been it for episode 258 of the double density Podcast. and as always you can tune in next week as angela and i go upwards and onwards we decide to go to the desert to film area 52 angela i will see you on the tarmac
1: i'm not sure we agreed upon these questions right